0: Merch button. Click on that, it'll take you right to the store, and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Hello, everybody, and good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You know, whenever you're looking listen to this. Oh, one guy here uh, wanted to say Welcome back to the show. I know it's been a couple weeks, but hey, you know, sometimes a guy just needs a break. Um, Also, on good news is that, well, I shouldn't say good news for me. Um, and I think you guys are gonna like it too. Uh, I'm going to. Over the last two weeks, I've thought about the this podcast and where I want it to go, and where I feel comfortable with, and where I'll feel happy with about it as well, Um, so I'm no longer, well I shouldn't say no longer doing current takes, I'm going to do some current takes still, Um, they're just not going to be weekly current takes, Uh, we're going to turn this, I'm going to turn my podcast, or turn, turn the podcast into a sports history podcast. Um, and we're going to, and I'm going to concentrate on the two sports that I love the most, baseball and basketball. Those are the two sports that I love the most. Um, I'm going to do some history pieces on it. You know, we're going to talk about old players, history of leagues, just a whole, whole plethora of things going on. Um, and like compare players you know in some debates that are going on uh because the thing that i really love to do is to research stats like that's you know that's why i say i bring the stats so you can state the facts like that that's where that's where i'm at um i i have also had a chance to speak with a sports history network is what it's I've the I should say not a should say the sports history network um and basically it's a group of podcasts that are that work together to celebrate sports history um I've reached out to them and I'm going to be doing some and uh they we had a 40-minute conversation on uh you know 40 minutes conversation and it sounds and it sounds everything went well so sounds like I'll be joining that and be able to collaborate with other podcasters on sports history um now it's not going to change where you find me uh you're still going to be able to listen to me on Spotify you know listen to me where you listen to me at um the just difference is that I'll be able to expand what i'm doing here instead of just by myself i'll be able to expand with a group of a group of people so looking forward to that that's going to be a huge change Um, but i think it's going to be a great change as well especially for um where i want this podcast to go what i want to do with it overall so that's how my week's going Um, hope your week is going well um, the, so, uh, Marvel movies comes out this week. I'm looking forward to Dr. Strange and the multiverse. I'm a huge Marvel nerd at this. So that's going to be, that's exciting. I'm actually right now watching all the Marvel movies in timeline order. Um, which has been a lot of fun. So, especially when you look at, especially when you look at the movies and you're like, and you're watching them in timeline order, so not how they were released, but how they are and how they come along in the timeline. And it's just like, wow, how did it, like they just made it work so well that it's just that you can watch Captain Marvel and then Iron Man that came out in 2021 and then Iron Man 1, which came out in 2008. And they you still like get it intertwined, even though you watch Captain Marvel first, so it's crazy it's crazy how well that series is um and like i said, i'm a huge marvel nerd so that's one of my things uh thor and hulk are my two favorite superheroes on that i mean well i really can't call thor a superhero because he's the norse god of thunder and lightning so that's pretty sweet norse is just thor is just badass Well, all right a little oh also checked out sonic 2 that's a great movie if you need to check that out, it's awesome. The um, funny thing about Sonic 2 is as I actually, so I took the 15 year old to, um, to, to it and we're halfway through it and I hear this really loud sucking noise out of the corner of my ear or, or out of the uh, out of my left side and there was little kids behind me and they just kept sucking on the soda that had no soda left. And that's like one of my biggest pet peeves Because it's the most annoying sound in the world And I'm sure you can hear it now in your head Because I can And I wanted to just turn around And say Here's my soda kid Like you know (laughs) Not be like an asshole Or you know Or mean like that But just one of those things of Here Like just stop making the noise please Like I got you bro Like that so, we're in the car ride home, and I'm telling my 14-year-old this, and, we're, and he goes, uh, yeah, that was me. And I'm like, what? Oh my god. Because he knows it's one of my biggest pet peeves. So, that's a little bit funny. I about went off on a 7-year-old. Not really went off on a 7-year-old, but it was really my 15-year-old making noise. So, that's always fun. Uh, also, uh, streaming a little bit more Um actually got on the stream The last two weeks For at least one time I did it last Friday Or I did it two Fridays ago And then we just did it this past Thursday So if you get on Twitch Follow me um, I've been trying to stream I like to stream at night But the problem is Is that I stream in, in my living room And everybody's trying to sleep And I'm loud I am the loudest guy ever So got a big mouth you know that whole deal so i've been streaming during the day um a little bit here and there um but definitely go on twitch it's one guy with a mic sportscast uh, and i and so then we're gonna and you can watch me play baseball on there and talk about a a whole lot of lives if you if you don't get enough of me talking here and you need to hear my voice more and maybe see my face definitely go to twitch um, I'm going to be on there at least once a week for a while till I can figure out a schedule to be on there a little bit more. So again, I appreciate everybody for listening. And as always, this is, this is where it's at. This is, this is the fun, this is the fun time. So let's get into today's episode, this week's episode, shall we? This one's got a lot of debate out there. I see it everywhere. It's not Babe Ruth can hit if Babe Ruth can hit now or not. It's not. By the way, I did see on TikTok. So one of the guys, I one of the my friends on TikTok, uh, Mike Drew, and he's uh, he's a streamer and he put um, he put on there about Manuel Clay's pitching to Babe Ruth and some kid goes <laughs> he. If something like, a, I can't remember what the exact TikTok video was, but the kid was like, Babe Ruth would be questioning why this guy's allowed to pitch to him. Like, that's savage, man. Because really, think about it. Like, Babe Ruth, back in the, you know, 20s, 30s, he he only played against uh, Negro League teams, you know. He only played against uh, black players when they would barnstorm. That was it. Never in the big leagues. So, but that's, again, something that, see, it's that history of this game that I really want to get into, baseball, basketball, like, there's so much history there um, that not everybody knows about, so that's what I wanted to, like, dive into, and that's why I'm going to the history part, because of that right there. So, all right, you ready for it? Here it is. LeBron versus Jordan. Everybody has their take. And actually, my buddy Sal had a great take. Uh, His take was, if you grew up watching Jordan, Jordan's the GOAT. If you grew up watching LeBron, LeBron's the GOAT. And I think there's some, I I really think that there's some, uh, some, some valid, some valid, a valid point to that. Is if you grew up watching Jordan, like you're and you are a huge Jordan fan, um, you're definitely going to watch Jordan, have Jordan listed as the goat. If you grew up in, I mean, and you could even be like, I don't know, I'd say late eighties, early nineties. Even those kids, late eighties, early ni- kids born in late nineteen eighties, early nineteen nineties, you're not. You may have grew up with Jordan, but you don't remember him playing. You remember LeBron playing, like. I was born in 82. I don't really remember bird magic, you know, bird and magic or Irving playing, but I remember Jordan playing because that's where in he was. That's when your cogniz, you know, memory actually pops in. So I went into this. I, first of all, a little, little context here. I, I'm a Jordan guy. Um, I'm not a Jordan guy per se. Like, Oh yeah, there, there's no question about it. He's the goat. No, because there's always been to me. Jordan's Jordan was a transformative was a general generational player. Jordan was a generational game changer that of what he had to do. Okay. Um, LeBron, same lay. LeBron's a generational no player. He changed the game of how it's played. Like, LeBron and Matt... See, and to me, LeBron is like magic, but magic's not as good as LeBron. So, there's that. Um, And then, again, as a... And even as a kid, I wasn't even a Bulls fan of the 90s. Like, everybody's got Bulls posters in their rooms. I had Knicks and... Hornets because I was a huge Larry Johnson fan. Like Larry Johnson's my guy, um, and that that's I always wore number two because Larry Johnson. Um, if I played baseball, I always wanted to be twenty three because of Ryan Sandberg, the original twenty three of Chicago, um, and that's that's just how it is. Like Larry Johnson was was the guy that I I remember first seeing. And I remember seeing him at the slam dunk contest when he won it. That's that's when I remember Larry Johnson. I was like, I also loved the Celtics, and I mean, I was even a Clippers fan. Like, I just generally as a kid loved basketball, and so I didn't. So I've never been like like I have my favorite team. Favorite team is the Clippers. My favorite team for the Clippers has been long ago. I'm talking about lar- I'm talking about when they had. Uh, Voorhees Or Vaughn They had Vaughn And they had Pooh Richardson And Right after the Danny Manning era Like Drafting Michael Candy Number one Lamar Odom Darius Miles Quentin Richardson Like That's That's the Clippers fan I'm from And I get a lot of people say Well you're just a Clippers fan Because of Lob City Like no Like For real Like I've been a Clippers fan For uh, But Since the 90's man Like that's been my team yes I have I picked the losing teams apparently because I'm a Raiders fan they haven't won anything since 83 uh Cubs fan I spent so many years being having losses with the Cubs it was ridiculous that they finally won one in 2016 and I was just all over again as you have know from my previous podcast um I just and then you have the, the Clippers I'm like yeah so yeah like Really don't have a hockey team. I mean, I follow like, like I used to watch hockey, or not really watch hockey. Like I played NHL '95 on Sega Genesis, and that and Detroit was my team. It's Stevie Y and Sir and Fedorov and Coffee and all those guys right there. I mean that that was that was the that was my team on NHL '95. So I don't really don't have a have a team, but so back to the jordan debate like i bought jordan shoes as a kid because they're sweet like i love jordan shoes uh i still buy a pair every now and then now i have a jordan backpack like jordan's a brand jordan was the first player to actually get a shoe deal off his name and actually create his own brand that's that's what jordan did and then he wanted then everybody after him wanted their own shoe deal and they wanted their own shoot after him because that's what you do like that's what that's what you had to be doing so that's that's how that's how i see jordan um and like i said i wasn't a huge jordan fan like everybody else could be jordan that's fine i wanted to be i i love power forwards um like i said larry johnson's my favorite player dennis rodman love dennis rodman Loved Charles Barkley Um I loved Loved the big guys And I played guard So There's that (laughs) Um And then you have LeBron Okay So on LeBron You have He was the chosen one Out of high school So he has all his media hype Behind him So Jordan didn't have the hype Coming in Didn't have the hype Coming into The NBA Right Jordan didn't have that hype Jordan won an NCAA championship He was the freshman on that team Um then he spends two more years at UNC, then he gets should have been drafted number two instead of three, but Portland's an idiot, so that's whatever. Okay. Then so then you move on to so then he gets in in the NBA and he pretty much has to carry the team the first three years. He makes the playoffs every single year, but that's because there was what, like nineteen teams? I mean it was it wasn't that many teams in at, at that time when Jordan came in the league uh, right? I mean if you look at Jordan's career he was his um, if you look at it Jordan, when Jordan came in the league in uh, 1985 84-85 season okay so let's see. Yep. 84-85 season. There wasn't that many teams in in the league, right? I mean, you didn't have you had you had four divisions basically what you had. And a total of teams you had 11 and 12. So you had 23 teams in the league when Jordan came to the league Now we have 32 So yeah, I mean That's the difference of Things that happen as well And it's just one of those things that Growth of basketball So then Jordan was in the expansion era And then now you have LeBron Playing in this era where These ball players are These basketball players are ungodly good Like, And we're going to get deep into those numbers But so there's some knocks on Jordan, some knocks on LeBron, but we're gonna solve those, and we're gonna get into it right now. All right, so let's do let's do a little rules because that's gonna be argument number one. Well, the rules were different back back between Jordan and back in Jordan's era than LeBron's. Okay, so one of the rules that changed in 1992, so it really would wouldn't been that crucial is that the shot clock is reset only when the ball hits the rim up to this point the if the ball either hit the rim or the backboard the shot clock always reset so that gives an offensive possession off a bad off just a rebound off that backboard more more time so that's a few more shot attempts for jordan right okay um and then he wasn't a three point. Then he had three shots award ninety four. He had three shots award for a foul on a three point attempt. Uh, three point line shortened to twenty two for a year for three years and then was moved back to twenty three nine. Except in the corners where it's still twenty two. Okay, a no charge area was established in ninety seven and that's it. Okay, so realistically, not a lot. Now in two thousand and one, here's where the I think this is. So this is where the... Well, if Jordan played now, he could score 60. Uh, Not true. Because back in the 80s and 90s, they had to play man defense. That's all they were allowed was man defense. So if Jordan beat his guy, and you had your offense spaced off far enough, if you had your offense spaced out far enough, you could easily have an open lane and get to the bucket, okay? And Jordan never initiated contact as well as a player, neither. Um, So now in 2001, the illegal defense was eliminated and the zone defense was allowed. And then they instituted the defensive three second rule, which prohibits a defensive player from being in the lane without guarding a defensive player. So basically what that means, as long as I'm outside the, I don't even have to be really guarding a player. As long as if I'm on the weak side, so the ball. So if I'm in a court and the ball's on the right side and as the defensive center, I'm on the weak side defense, which means I'm on the opposite side, opposite side of the court, okay? If that player, and we're playing a zone defense, if that player gets past the zone, I can then step up and block and stop that. And I don't have to worry about that guy. I don't have to be on that guy over there. So that's a huge thing. Um and that's why and zone defense is really one of the reasons why you have more outside shooters now is because they're cramming the paint and you're not able to get to the paint fast enough so that way you have to shoot more threes. Okay? Also, when LeBron came in the league, there was 29 teams. There is now 30 teams in the league. Um and so yeah, so you have more players. However, that doesn't mean like the competition has dwindled any, because the competition has gotten more fierce. Um, you still have your bottom-dwelling teams, but it's not like, so yeah. So let's get those knocks out of the way right now. Okay, now let's just go right down the, let's go down the list, okay? Finals record, Jordan 6-0. LeBron, four and six. Finals MVP, Jordan six times. LeBron's four times, all-stars, 14 and 18. Each of them won in a rookie of the year, MVP, Jordan's got five, LeBron's got four. All defensive teams, Jordan's nine, LeBron's six. So you can't even really say LeBron's bad on defense. They both were on the all-rookie all team, both on the NBA 75 anniversary team. Scoring champ, Jordan's 10, LeBron's one, whatever, like, I understand we all know jordan's the most prolific scorer in the nba hands down and that's only because i'm telling you right now Le- uh, i'm you, and the the proof's in the pudding here is that it's uh, the and we're going to get to that more about lebron too because i came into this with an open mind you know everybody's like oh you can't do this because you're a favorite jordan well i came in with an open mind and it's uh, and I think that's one of the biggest things you have to do is you have to look at it with an open mind. Okay, they both they've been a three time All Star MVP. Jordan's got a Defensive Player of the Year in eighty seven, eighty eight. Uh, he's led the league in steals in three times, and LeBron's had led the league in assist once. Uh, All NBA, Jordan was All NBA eleven out of fifteen years, while LeBron was seventeen out of eighteen. Now, this number is a little screwed. A little screwed, but that's what we're going with overall. Career win shares, 214 to 249.5, okay? Highest win share total for one year was 21.2 by Jordan and 20.3 by LeBron, okay? Most 15-plus year share seasons... Uh Jordan had ten and LeBron had seven. Now win shares is how many games the team won with you on the how many games you contributed to the team winning out of the games played. That's pretty much what it is. Um it's a one for one thing in baseball it's like the it's they got a different um mathematic program for that than here. Alright. Than what basketball does. All right, so the lower win share total, lowest win share total was 3.3. I threw out Jordan's 18-game season. Um, He was a one-something on that year, but uh, his lowest for a full season would have been 2001-2002. Uh, so basically, I think his last year. And then you got LeBron. No, I think Jordan played one more year. Um, So, yeah. Then you got LeBron at five point one, and that was his rookie year. So career defensive win chairs, Jordan's got sixty four point one and LeBron's at a seventy five point six. Career offensive win chairs, one forty nine point nine, and LeBron's a one seventy three point nine. Yeah. Now granted LeBron's played longer. I get that. We'll get to that in a minute, okay? Usage, we got Jordan's a 33.3, while LeBron's a 31.6. Assist percentage, Jordan passed the ball 24.9% of the time. LeBron passes at 36.4% of the time. True shooting percentage, which is basically free throws, two-pointers. I like true shooting because it incorporates all of it. So you got field goals, you got your free throws, and your three points. So as a true shooter, Jordan was a 56.9% shooter. LeBron's 58.8. Three-point percentage, 7.2, 23%, because, you know, that's how it is. I think that's wrong. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Okay, we'll throw that one out. We're not going to worry about the three-point thing. We'll just toss that one out. All right, so then you got free throws per field goal attempt. So Jordan got to the line 35.8% of the time. LeBron gets to the line almost 40% to the line at 398 Then you got your VORP, which is your value over replacement player. Okay. Now the replacement player. See, I did a lot of digging on this. This is 14 hours of research, people. That I'm going to try to get to get into probably about an hour podcast. (laughs) So it's going to be quack fast and it's going to be right at you. We're just getting straight to it. So VORP is value over replacement. Okay. So a replacement player in the NBA is a minus two. That means that you're a end-of-the-bench player, okay? If you are if you get to the... So from minus one to minus two, you're pr- pretty much not in the rotation. Minus one to zero, you're, you're end-of-the-rotation type of guy. Then you got zero to one, you're a sixth man. One to two, you're a starter. Two to four is like an... I don't know. It's like an all-star, and anything above that, it's like Jordan, LeBron status, superstar. You're a superstar, okay? Something like that. That's that's basically how it how it works, okay? So, I broke down all of this, all of it. This is crazy. This is just crazy how how much I broke down. Okay, so there's argument number one is well, argument one's Jordan's got more rings than LeBron. I'm sorry, but Throw the rings out. I don't really care about rings. Well, Jordan's got more finals MVPs, LeBron. Okay. I can live with that. However, you want to know something? Uh, Most finals MVPs are awarded to the winner. So, the winning team usually gets the finals MVP, right? So, Jordan in the 19... So... Okay, so a little back, also a little backstory on this, is that uh, there's a metric called game score. Okay, it's not totally accurate because it doesn't, it leaves out some defensive stuff. Uh, so, yeah, so game score leaves out some of the like some of the small things you do on defense. It doesn't pick up. It only picks up what you do in the box score. So for the finals, that's what I went off with as game score because. Most of the time, that's where it's going to be at. Um, and 10 is an average player, and 40 is the max points that you can get. Okay, and then 20 to 30 is that. Le- they have that LeBron Jordan range, basically, is what they call it. Basically, 20 to 25. Anything above 25, like, is nuts. So, I used game score, I used VORP, and I used win shares. Those are going to be the three metrics for basketball I found out in this research that can tell you the most about a player. Because basketball's so interchangeable that you can't really do a war like you do in baseball. Like you can just look at somebody's war and say, Oh yeah, that's his wins above replacement. And realistically war and you gotta have a little bit of the eye test too. I understand the eye, the eye the eye test, the pass the eye test as well. I get that. But war, vorp, wind shares, game score, they'll line up with the eye test from what I'm seeing. Now, if someone else might not be able to, might contradict that, but that's fine with me. Like, that's why I'm doing this. Like, come at me, bro. I dare you. Find me on Twitter. And we'll have a great conversation. So, game scores. All right. Let's, and I really focused on the playoff. And one more thing between Jordan and LeBron we really need to focus more on their teammates did they make the teammates better or were their teammates already good let's go that route who benefited the most from their roster okay then um, to me playoffs matter more than regular season okay like get to the playoffs that's where your truly greatness is going to come out. In the playoffs, right? We all can agree on that. Greatness is going to come out in the playoffs. I do believe that as well. So let's go with that as well. Like Let's break down that. And let's also put into perspective here that, yes, Jordan... So Jordan made the playoffs every single year of his career. Okay? Even when he came back in 95 and played part of the season, they still made the playoffs. So... Jordan made and so Jordan made the playoffs every single year of his career. LeBron has missed the playoffs. Hold on, uh, he missed the playoffs in his rookie year, his second year, then he missed the playoffs again in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty two. So LeBron's missed the playoffs four times. Okay which I don't really think is a knock against him, but we can get into that as well. And that's where, so, I mean, realistically, yeah. So, like, the year that, let's take, for instance, let's go with Jordan's first year, okay? Jordan's first year, he makes the playoffs, okay? The Bulls' record that year is 38-44, and 44, Okay? In that playoff series against the Bucks, they lost three-one. Jordan played two against two All-Stars, Cummings, Terry Cummings, and Sidney Moncrief. Okay, they were the seven seed. Jordan averaged twenty-nine point three, five point eight rebounds, eight and a half assists, two point eight steals, and he averaged one block. Okay, that was his first playoff series. Now in the '86 playoffs. This is when Jordan played eighteen games, and the team went nine and nine with him in the league, with him on the floor. Okay. The Bulls made the playoffs at a third with a thirty and fifty two record. Thirty and fifty two record is what he made the playoffs in, in nineteen eighty six. Won against the Celtics, played against three All Stars, Bird, Mikhail, and Parish. Now this is the series that the Celtics basically said. We're going to let Jordan score all the points and you're still not going to beat us. And they were right because the Celtics won 3-0 and Jordan averaged 43.7 points a game, it is 6.3 rebounds, 5.7 assists, and 2.3 steals and 1.3 blocks. So yeah. So basically that's what happened. Is the Celtics let him them- basically let Jordan do his thing. The 87 playoffs. So the 87 playoffs, Jordan made it as a 40 and 42. The Celtics did it again. Okay. He played the same three all-stars because here's, here's another argument that you have is that they say, well, Jordan played against all these Hall of Famers and all-stars. Okay. Okay. I get the Hall of Fame issue. However, you can't say LeBron's play who who's making the Hall of Fame out of the years LeBron's played because they're not all done playing yet. Like that's a problem. So I went off All Stars. How many All Stars did you play against? If you played against the same All Stars every single year, guess what? That counted as one group of All Stars. Whether you made the All Stars in '86 or the, and then also made the All Star team in '87, it's still the same three guys that made All Stars. I'm not counting you twice everybody else is going to i'm not because they want to boost some stats whatever so 87 playoffs celtics won 3-0 bulls make the playoffs at a 40 and 42 record so jordan's first three years he's won 108 games okay keep that in mind then he averaged this series it was 35-7 seven rebounds six assists Two steals and two point three blocks per game. So he there's that. Alright. Then the eighty eight playoffs, he beat the Cavs, and then he loses the Detroit. In the semifinals, he played against two All-Stars that series, Brad Daughtry and Isaiah Thomas. Still averaged, you know, he averaged 45. Five, four two and one against the Cavs, and then 27 eight four and two against the and point six against the detroit pistons so yes so jordan at this point is scoring a lot of points and his teams aren't winning games so but he has no other help because his teammates his best teammates in those first seasons are oh, let me So, Jordan's teammates those years was Orlando woolridge in eighty four and eighty five he had nine wins, a nine win share okay, and a two point five vort. everybody else was negative point one point four minus point one minus point two he had the next highest win share total was Steve Johnson with a three point one. And I know you guys never heard of Steve Johnson, because I never heard of Steve Johnson until now either. (laughs) All right? And then 85-86, when Jordan played 18 games, he still had a win share of 1.4, and his VORP was still 1.3. Again, his best teammate was Orlando Woolridge at 5.6 and 2.3. And then you had Gene Banks at 4.3 and 1.5. Everybody else was below that on the VORP scale. Like he had point nine, point seven, zero, one point one, a minus, and a zero. Like, so you had rotation guys. Like he never had that second player. Okay, eighty six, eighty seven. Jordan's second best teammate or Jordan's best teammate was John Paxson. He had a six one share and a point four VORP. Like, <laughs> he's a starting guard <laughs> when he shouldn't be starting. He doesn't fall in that starting category. Oh yeah. Or Dave Corzine at a point nine and Banks at a point four. Okay? And then in eighty seven, eighty eight. So eighty seven, eighty eight. They go fifty and thirty two. Okay. So they go fifty and thirty two. It's the uh that's when they they beat the Cavs and that's when they lose to Detroit. Okay. And on that team Jordan had, it was Jordan, Oakley, Corzine, Paxson, Grant, Brad Sellers, Scotty Pippen, and Sam Vincent. Okay? So, Jordan had a uh, win shares of 21.2 and a tw- and a 12.5 Vorp. Okay? Now, if you want to translate Vorp into uh, wins. If you want to change chan- change it to wins above replacement, like you have in baseball, what you do is you take the vorp. Take so Jordan's twelve point five times two point seven, and you get thirty three. So he accounted for thirty three games is what he counted for. Thirty three games. Is what he was above a replacement player. But again, you really can't do that in basketball. Because it's all interchangeable and everything else. And blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's not, it doesn't work that well. It doesn't work the way you want it to work. Like you do in baseball. So. You have to just take Vorp as it is. And then be that, done with that. So again. He has a couple starters with him. And then a bunch of rotation players. Okay. And he, they get to 50 and 32. But in... And then, so, and then with, so basically what you do is then you take, so playoff wise, you still can use Vort, but it's a little more condensed because it's not as many games. It's, it's just, it's crazy. So then 88, 89, this is the second year with Jordan, Pippen, Paxson, and Grant on the team. Okay. So this is year number two. 89. They beat the Cavs, who were 57 and 25. They beat the Knicks, who were 52 and 30. He also played against, you know, two other All Stars, Price and and Larry Nance Sr. Um, so, yeah. And then this series, so this is where it is. So the 89 playoffs. So this is where Jordan takes a huge leap on his assists. Okay, so before he's been averaging, what, 4.6, 5.4, or 4.8, um, six, so not a whole lot of assists this Okay, so this year, he takes a huge leap in passing the ball. So against the Cavs, he scored 39.8 points. He had 5.8 rebounds, 8.2 assists. He averaged three steals and point four blocks. Against the Knicks, he averaged 35.7, a 9.5, 8.3, a 2.5, and a 1.3. And then against Detroit, it was 29.7 and a 5.5 and a 6.5 and a 2.0 and a half a block. Okay. His teammates that year was Jordan, Grant, Pippen, and Paxson. Hodges, Sellers, Sam Vincent, and Bill Cartwright. So this is the team, the, 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 fighting, the starting five, Jordan, Grant, Pippen, Paxson, and Cartwright. Those five are the ones that actually go on to be the starters for the championship team. So this is their first year together. Okay. And they went and they go 47 and 35. Jordan had a 19.8 win share grant had a 6.4 Pippen had a 4.0. Now I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of knowledge, drop a little knowledge on this. The whole podcast is one thing I did find out that I didn't realize. Well, I mean, I saw it with the eye test cause me, Scottie Pippen didn't pass the eye test as a kid and everybody's like, Oh yeah, he's the best. No, Horace Grant was by far Jordan's best teammate. Horace Grant was by far Jordan's best teammate for three, four years, five years. Pippen didn't get good. get good. Jeez. Get good, kid. Uh, Pippen didn't become Pippen until after Jordan left. And then when Jordan came back, all he did was fill in the roles, but we're not there yet. So... You have Jordan at a 9.8, 19.8, and then, okay, and Grant, so there's that. And then we got, in the playoffs, Jordan was a 4 win share and a 2.5 VORP, while Grant was a 1.6 and a 0.3, and Pippen stepped up a little bit, but he was still only accounted for 1.3 win shares and a 0.8 VORP. So he still wasn't like, he was still a starter. They're both starters at that point, and yeah. Now eighty nine ninety, they go fifty five and twenty seven. Again, it's Jordan and Grant at the top two, and way ahead of Pippen. Like Grant is has separated himself out from Pippen, even in the playoffs. In the eighty nine ninety playoffs, Grant plays better than Pippen. I guess the uh, yeah. So eighty nine ninety, yeah, eighty nine ninety playoffs. Grant plays better than Pippen. So in the ninety playoffs, they beat the Bucks. Philly, and then they lose to Detroit again, okay? So, so, let's see. 85, the Bucks didn't win the championship. 86, Celtics, I think, won the championship that year, and I think they won in 87 as well. 88, Detroit lost to the Lakers. 89, Detroit won. 90, Detroit won. And then 91, so here you get to 91, and Pippen has kind of made the step over Grant, but not much. So you have Jordan with a twenty point three win share. Okay, so this team went sixty one and twenty one. Now Jordan had a twenty point three win share. So Jordan's win share is kind of coming down, not a whole lot. I mean, it's still around the twenty range. So he's still your best player in the regular season. And then you got Pippen and Grant, and then it's a huge fall off from there with Paxson and Cartwright. But at this point, Paxson is a one point one VORP, so he's actually a starter now. Grant's a three point one. Pippin's a 5.9, so you got all-star, so basically you have all-star potential with both of those guys, and then you got Jordan, who's at a ten point eight 10.84, just outstanding. So, and then they beat the Knicks, which won 39 games that year. Jordan had 29, 4, 6, so, and even, oh, in the 90 playoffs, Jordan averaged 36, 43, and 32 for points and he had seven, seven, and six assists. So again, he's averaging a 30 a 30 plus points. So at this point, Jordan still is doing it all and lifting his teammates as well. As you can tell by Scottie Pippen's getting better. Okay, so Jordan brought Pippen along. Grant was already good. Like Grant well, came into the league busting. So then you have, so then you got the 91 playoffs, they beat the Lakers. Jordan averaged 31.2, 6.6, 11.4 assists that year. 11.4 assists. Okay? Just remember that. Like, y'all say Jordan doesn't pass the ball. Clearly, Jordan passes the ball in the playoffs. He may not pass the ball a lot in the regular season, but he's definitely passing the ball in the playoffs. 92, he just comes out and scores and murders people. Jordan murdered people. And this is also the first year that Scotty Pippen made a play a all star as well. Or I guess it's not the first time. It's the second time that Pippen's made All Star as well. So then Jordan comes out against Miami with a forty five nine six line, nine point seven rebounds, six point seven assists, averaged forty five points. Like, yeah. You got the Knicks, thirty one point three 5.7, 4.3. He pretty much took, you know, didn't pass the ball. But if you look at the 91 92, 91 and the 92 playoffs, okay, you have 91 and 92. Grant is still the second best player on the team, okay? Grant in 91 92 is the second best player on the team, all right? And Jordan made those. It was just crazy of how they did that. So like Jordan was a 4.1 win share, 3.3 and Pippen was a 3 Grant was 3.3 and Pippen was a 3.1. So Jordan, Grant and Pippen was a three-headed monster. So that's where Jordan's got the better teammates. Because even in 92-93, you got Jordan 17.2, 9.1 and even like their vorp i mean Pippen's best vorp in the playoffs was 9192 at a 2.0 he never topped a 2 in the playoffs ever again okay grant is Horace grant is very underrated very underrated and he was constantly in that one to two range in the playoffs where you want him to be. Like Horace Grant is by far one of the most underrated basketball players ever that I'm for what he did. Okay, so then 92 93. So 92 93, they play the Suns. Okay, and we're going to get to some game scores here. We'll, we'll talk about this one. And about. Uh, oh, let's see, where's. had to find it. Sorry, I got like. Alright, right here it is. So the 92 93 Suns Bull Series. Okay. Um, Jordan just goes off in that series. He has a 29.6 game score. It's the highest of his career. Previously, it was 29.4. Okay? Pippen was a 15.6, Grant a 12.8, and 11.2. So, like, Pippen showed up at times in the finals. Those first three finals, Pippen showed up. (coughs) Sorry. Because against the Lakers, he was a 17.5 game score. So, yeah. So, Pippen showed up in the finals three straight years, but that bulls blazers series. Yeah. I know I'm jumping around a lot here. My ADD is kicking in a little bit. So it was the 90. So basically the bulls don't get three, the first three championships without Jordan. Okay. Cause he had game scores of 29.4, uh, 25.8 and 29.6. So basically, the offense and everything went through Jordan that time. So this is going to be all pre, um, pre baseball, okay? But Grant's still by far the second best player on the team in the regular season and in the playoffs. Just an FYI, because even ninety-two, ninety-three, he's getting he has a two-point-four win share and a one-point-nine vorp. Jordan's got a two-point-seven vorp. Like Grant's right there behind Jordan, <laughs> like is like right there. All right, now everybody talks about what the Bulls did after Jordan left for baseball. Okay, here's the deal: this team was already established, as we can tell. Like if you take Jordan out of the equation, Pippen steps up a little bit more, Grant steps up a little bit more, and do they make do they make a run into the into the finals like they did? No, they don't. This team doesn't make the pl- finals without Jordan those first three years. End of story. Okay. So 93, 94, Jordan leaves to go play baseball. Dad passed away. Sad time in his life. Goes and plays baseball. Pippin comes over. He's going to take, he's like, I'm the guy. Well, you're not that great of a guy because your 11.2 wind shares and your 6.8 vorp is not much different than what you had any other time in your career. So, he really didn't step up that much. So, he's still playing. Jordan's is, is a great second guy, but they didn't have that guy that could take it over. Grant was still a 10.0 and a 3.9. So, Grant, his numbers kind of went down went down without Jordan, but not much. I mean, and then you had Armstrong step up. He had a 7.5 win chair and a 1.3 warp. And Kerr it was a 6.1 and a 1.5 warp. So, you had four guys that, you know are there so then but in the playoffs this is where they shrink again they weren't I mean again they're not playoff because you got a 1.2 and a 0.7 a 1.7 and a 0.7 like yeah that team made it to the second round and lost like that's where that should a team would have won the previous three teams without Jordan would have done the same thing then you got the 94 95 bulls Pippin still playing Pippen things 11.8 and a 7 point like that's solid is but then you got you add an, you throw in Kukoc who now replaces Grant at a 10.0 and a 4.1 so that's pretty equal Armstrong stepped it up a little bit at a 8.1 but his warp was a 1.1 so I mean or 1.3 then you got Kerr at a 5.9 win share and a 1.4 I mean Jordan comes back in the playoffs and is the best Vort player at a 1.0 and win shares at a 1.3. So then you go with the ninety five ninety six, okay, 95-96 season. Jordan leads his team to a championship, okay, but he had a 4.7 win shares. Pippen's kind of stepped up. However, the game score, this is the kicker. This is where I say they give the MVP to the winning team, to a player on the winning team. Because Jordan was not the best player in this Bulls-Sonics series. Sean Kemp was. Okay? If it was not for Dennis Rodman, the Bulls lose to the Sonics. Just saying. Okay? That's one knock against Jordan. Okay? He was not the best player in that series. Then you go with the bulls versus the jazz and it was basically the Jordan and Pippin show 96 97 um, Let's see So oops doobie dooby do Yeah, so 96 97 you got Jordan with an eighteen point three win share, Pippen with a thirteen point one, Kerr seven point five, Kuchot six point nine, they went sixty nine and thirteen. Oh, seventy two and ten was the year before. So when Jordan comes back, he's more of a team player. Is what his his, his win shares is kind of like he's kind of spread the love out to everybody else. He's not being as dominant as he was before baseball. And I don't and I want to talk about the what the bulls did after jordan left for the final time because this is when they did a complete tear down of the team okay because that's where we should really be talking about it not the 95 team or the 94 team like that team was already going to make playoffs anyway without jordan it was already it was already built that way okay but after that the bulls completely tore it down okay 13 and 37 17 and 64 15 and 67 21 and 61 for the next four years okay Jordan was the best player in every Finals except for one um and Jordan went against 34 different all-stars in his time in the in the playoffs as well okay so let's go to LeBron Jordan had better te- so right now Jordan's got good teammates and you want to know and I'm going to tell you this a lot of people point to that 06 07 team with the uh with Braun and here's the thing okay Braun was good okay early on in his career he just wasn't Jordan good that's all I'm saying that's all I'm saying is J- Bron was not Jordan Good So Bron's first year in the league He had a 5.1 win share and a 2.9 Vorp Okay, he did have the highest Vorp on the team But Boozer was the leader of that first team Then you had Bron and you had Gooden and you had Ilgalskis, Okay, Those are the three guys And you're like, well, that's Ilgowskis and Gooden Like, yeah, but Bron only accounted for 14.3 Of those win shares and a 9.1 uh, Vorp, he had a, He did have a 9.1 Vorp though, so he carried that team. But his chair like, so, so that's what that's so that's where it's twofold. Like, you can look at chairs and you can look at Vorp, but it's whichever one you want to go off of. I'm looking at both. He got 16, and then his third year, he's 16.3 and a 9.4. Elgowskis is still a 2.1 and a 1.0. So Jordan had, so he actually has starters on his team, guys that should be starting the league, guys that should be all-stars in the league. Okay. But LeBron's still setting himself above the, the rest. And then, uh, he saw in 06, 07, a 13.7, a 6.6, a 6.0. point. So in 07, that 07 team was pretty much spread out. And even in the playoffs, wasn't that I mean LeBron had a 2.2? Yeah, he carried his team, but it's that 07 team is not as bad as everybody thought it was. Does Jordan still have better teammates? Yes, Jordan still has better teammates. That's all I'm saying. So we're gonna get, have to give the nod to Braun, who carried worse teammates farther. Let's put it well, yeah. So you had, right, because you had, uh, where is it at? Chase man. Yeah, so you had, definitely had Brawn with the better teammates. Because Jordan's worst teammates, I mean, I wouldn't even say Braun had better teammates. I would just say, you know what, Braun was actually better than Jordan, uh, according to VORP, because his well, his first year Jordan had a higher VORP, well thrown out the second year, then a ten point six and a nine point one. They're probably about even, and then Jordan had a twelve point five. Yeah and 11.4. Braun had a 9.5, 8.1, 9.8. LeBron hit 11.8 finally in in 2008, 2009 when they went 66 and 16. And... So, which... I mean, and let's pick and choose. I mean, do we want to pick and choose? Because, yeah, you can say that 0-17 was... Was one of the most horrible teams ever, but they went fifty and thirty-two that year. And if you look at, I mean, you want to take LeBron's or Jordan's forty-seven and thirty-five year, he had eleven point four Vort, Grant had a one, Pippen had a one and a half, and Paxson had a point three. Meanwhile, over here you got Braun at eight point one, you got Ilgalskis at a one point three, Vergeau at one point one, and Gooden at a one point. So yeah, like all starters, I mean, yeah, so they're, I guess their teammates when they started really winning kind of equal out this is what it really does. I mean, even when you look at Bron and well, let's see, Braun and Wade and Bosch. like they never get to, oh, well, yeah, I mean the. So the Braun, Wade, and Bosch scenario is about even with Scott, Wade, and, or Scotty and Mike, or Scott, or Mike and Horace Grant, like those three guys. And Rodman wasn't that big of an influence either, as much as everybody thinks he was. And the 97, 98 was the only year that he was actually any good, and... Coach was the second best player on there in VORP, with a 3.0. So, I mean, and then at this point, so when LeBron started winning his championships, he had the better teammates, according with VORP. Okay? If we were going to go off VORP, they had, he had the better teammates. The windchairs were not as distributed like they were with LeBron accounted for more win chairs, is what I'm saying. Um where with the Vorp, they were LeBron's teammates were way better than uh Jordan and Pippen. Like Bosch, Wade and Braun. Bosch and Wade are better than Pippen and Grant. Or Pippen and Rodman. Let's go that route as well. Like, so you can't really Go there. With that. Like, yeah, he took the... Cavs teams really sucked. And he made them really good. Okay? I granted that. But the Heat teams, those those are better than... Uh, his supporting cast was better than Jordan's supporting cast. Okay? And then you go back to the Cavs. He still is, has a better supporting cast than what Jordan did. As Irving's got a 4.2 VORP. And Love's got a 3.0 VORP. And... He locked out on some championships. I ain't kidding you. Like LeBron should have probably at least one more championship, maybe two. Two, he should at least have two more championships. So that puts him at six. And I say that because in the 2014 series, Wade doesn't show up, all right? And they lose to the Spurs. LeBron had a twenty two and a half game score. The next closest was Bosch at a ten point six. Wade was a seven point nine. As we said, a game score, ten is your average. Okay. The twenty fifteen season. Irving played one game. And if he would have continued to play that series, and then they also had no love as well. If he would have had love and Irving, he wins that series over the Warriors. Because LeBron had a, 24, a 24.6 game score, and Irving had a 21.1 in that one game. And then you had Mozgov and Thompson at 11.8 and 11.2, which best, Curry, Iguodala, Green, and Thompson. So that's why I say there's at least two more championships. Okay? 2016, they obviously win. They actually had the two best players in that series with Braun and Irving. The Cavs losing to... Uh, the Warriors in 17. You got Braun with a 29.6 game score. And Durant a 30.3. Man. And then Curry had a 24.1. Like, that 2017 Warriors team is going to beat any team ever assembled. You can at me on that, too. I don't care. And then... uh, 2018... Durant was a 26.9 game score. Bron had a 28.3, but then they still had Curry, Green, and Thompson. Meanwhile, Bron stuck with Love, Nance, and Smith. So, LeBron's, so LeBron has done more with less when he's on the Cavs and done more with more when he was on the Heat. Let's put it that way. Okay. And so far, LeBron has faced better competition. Okay, like by far, like I'll give you the game scores. Here's the here's the game scores of the finals. That's like I said, that's what I'm basing this off of. Is playoffs. Your your personal accomplishments in the regular season doesn't mean squat to me because everybody can. I mean, we if we want to do that, then let's throw George Gervin, Bernard King, Pete Maravich, all out there as the greatest player of all time. We know they're not, okay? So Braun had had to go against a 30.3 Durant, a 24.1 Curry, a 10.1 game score Thompson, and a 9.5 Green. Then he had to follow it up again the next year with a 26.9 Durant, a 20.1 Curry, a 13.7 Green, and a 9.6 Thompson. Then he, when he won against the Heat, he had to go against a 27.7 Butler. So, <coughs> and he won that one. So again, LeBron's never been, has, hasn't has been the best player in his first series with the, his first finals with the Cavs. He only had a 10.6 and Gooden was a 9.0. Like I said, that, that team, that 07 team was very solid. Was a more solid team than everybody thinks. Okay. And then, so he wasn't the best player there. Because Parker had a 16.2, Duncan was a 5.3, or a 15.3, and Ginobili was 11.6. The Cavs, the Cavs were just overwhelmed. The 2011 Heat, you got Bron at a 13.7, Wade was a 22.7. So Wade showed up that Bron didn't, Bosch was a 10.9. Okay, that's another thing I found out is Bosch is like good. Bosch has just never been great. So... I guess that kind of waters things down too. So then you have Dirk at a 16.6, Jason Terry at a 13.4, Chandler at 11, and Marion at a 10. So the top four players versus these top four players, it's very equal. However, the maps came out on top, you know, that's how that works out. Then you have the 2012 heat, you got James at a 23.6, Wade at a 16.4, Bosch at 11.9, Battier showed up with a 9.3. Meanwhile, Durant and Westbrook were at 20.7 and 18.9. So, he's playing two of the best players, the Thunder just didn't have any help. And that's not a knock against LeBron, like, Thunder made the championship that year, even though it was a shortened season. Then you got the Spurs heat, Bron's the best player again, obviously they win. Uh, Wade's a 14.9, Bosh is a 12.1, so like I said, those heat teams are very similar to the Jordan Bulls teams. Okay. Because you got Jordan with a twenty-nine and a seventeen for Pippen and a thirteen for Grant. And then you got Paxton at a twelve. So Paxton showed up hit that playoffs in ninety nine and one. So yeah. So the that's Yeah. Because Jordan Jordan never had only had one out of the top three players, there's only one finals series where Jordan had somebody under uh, under ten, and that was Tony Kukoc in '96-'97 at a 6.7. That was their thir- that was their third best player. Okay, but they were going against Malone and Stockton, and Jordan by far was the better player, and Pippen was too, uh, against Stockton, anyways. So yeah, so right, Jordan never had a face, never faced anybody like. What LeBron has, I mean. So, like, if you compare the '11 Mavs to the, you can compare the '11 Mavs to basically the '92 Trailblazers. You can compare that Thunder team to the the '91 Lakers. You can compare that Spurs team to I don't know the the uh, the Jazz. You can compare that other Spurs team to the Jazz again. Um, That Warriors team That LeBron lost to You can compare that to You know the Blazers The other Warriors team that LeBron beat uh, Compare that to the Blazers as well Like But then You can't compare Any of the last three teams he played against To anyone that Jordan played Alright Now Let's Go with this. All right, so Jordan had 14 teammates with an eight plus win share. Okay, LeBron had a seven had 17 teammates with an eight plus win share. So, Le- like I said, LeBron LeBron's teammates weren't as bad as everybody thinks they are, and that's the point that I'm making on the teammates. Is LeBron wasn't as bad as they were. Now, after LeBron left, the Cavs go 19 and 63. 21 and 45 and 24 and 58. So uh, LeBron played against 49 different all-stars. Okay. Jordan played against only 34. And like I said, I'm not even counting them twice. LeBron played more against more all-stars and I understand that's fan voting, but a lot of fans pick the best players. That's all there is to it. Okay. So now let's go with playoffs. Here's the playoff scenario. Let's break it down. Jordan averaged 33.1, 33.4 points each playoffs. LeBron was a 28.7. Rebounds. Jordan averaged 6.4. LeBron was a 9. Assists. 5.7 to a 7.2. Steals. 2.1 to a 1.7. Blocks. They were the same. 0.9. Turnovers. 3.1 and a 3.7. Minutes played. They played about the same amount of minutes. 41.8 to 41.5. They shot about the same on field goal percentage at 48.7 and 49.4. Three-point percentage is still 33 and 33. Free throws, 82 and 74. However, Jordan's VORP was a 24.7. LeBron's 33.9 win shares. Jordan accounted for 39.8 win shares for his team. LeBron, 55.7. 55.7. 55.7. Usage, 35 and 32. LeBron's getting used less in the playoffs. True shooting, 56.8 and 58.3. Offensive wind shares, Jordan was a 27.3. LeBron accounted for 38.2. And then you want to say LeBron doesn't play defense. And Jordan did because he has one Defensive Player of the Year. Defensive wind shares, LeBron seventeen and a half, Jordan twelve point four. LeBron made a bigger impact on his playoff teams than Jordan. Just saying. And again, I'm not even a LeBron guy. Everybody knows this. I'm not a LeBron guy. I'm just stating stating the. I am just stating the stats, folks. All right, now you want to say? Here's another thing. Another knock. Well, Jordan played only fifteen years. LeBron's played for I don't know what twenty. Okay, let's go with a 15-year to 15-year career, shall we? We shall. So, if you go off based off a of 15-15 career, you still have LeBron, Jordan scored 30.1, LeBron 27.3, rebounds 6.2 to 7.7, 5.3 to 7.5, steals 2.3 to 1.5, they each average a .8 block, Jordan had 2.7 turnovers per game, while LeBron has 3.5, True shooting, LeBron's the better shooter on true shooting, 56.9 and 59.9, three points better than Jordan, which equates probably to one extra, you know, probably equates to at least one extra bucket somewhere. Usage, Jordan was used 33.3% of the time, LeBron LeBron, 31.8. Win shares, 214 for Jordan. 213.9 Two thirteen point nine to LeBron, very close. Very, so they each have, for a fifteen-year career, they have the same wind shares. Now, the fifteen-year career I took out was LeBron's first three years, right? Yeah, his first three years. So LeBron's been in the league for eighteen years, going to be nineteen. Okay, Vorp, again, Vorp is the one that is the one constant here. Jordan had a 116.1 Vorp, LeBron a 121.1 Vorp. <coughs> so even on a 15-year career basis, Bronze value above replacement is more than Jordan, is what is that? 10 10 wins above Jordan. Oh my gosh. My mind is blown, people. Like you have not you have no idea how much my mind is freaking blown right now after doing all this info. I got nothing else. I mean, I have absolutely zero else. If you want to throw at me, I got about 22 pages worth of info here that I did. Okay? On teammates, on everything. So if you want to come at me, find me on Twitter. You want to say, here, better yet? How about this? LeBron's opponent's record in the playoffs? Winning percentage was six thirty five. Jordan's was a sixty five seven. So again, they played about the same amount of quality of teammate of opponents. Jordan went seven and two and against sixty plus one teams. LeBron went three and five. Okay, no big deal. They go six and four and six and five against fifty five plus one teams. Seven and one and seven and one. Eight and zero. LeBron had fifteen and zero. So yeah, that's fine. Say, well, he played weaker opponents. You know what? It doesn't matter, folks. It just doesn't. When, the, when it mattered the most, he played tougher opponents. <coughs> he played tougher opponents in the playoffs. In the finals. That's when it mattered most. Pippen, sorry for you, bro. You shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. Horace Grant should be in the Hall of Fame. That's all there is to it. Bosh shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame either. You're, I mean, Wade is better than Pippen. Bosh is better than Rodman. For crying out loud. Like, that's just how it is. It's just wow. Just wow. Pippin's not great, folks. I'm glad I could solve that problem as well in this thing. So, alright. Thank you to basketballreference.com for the stats you compile so I could do this podcast and finally put this debate to an end. I was able to cram 14 hours worth of research and do a what hour and a half podcast that's got to be some kind of record right so follow me on twitter one guy with a mic follow me on tiktok one guy with a mic you're going to get more sports history for me on basketball and baseball we're going to do more of these like podcasts because these are fun to me and i hope these are going to be and i know they're going to be fun to you because i think there's players people forget As always, wherever you're listening to me at, hit that follow button, hit that bell to make sure you're notified when I drop podcasts. And coming from a guy that really dislikes LeBron James, LeBron James is the goat. Enough said. The facts, the stats State the facts. LeBron's the goat. no matter what you think anymore. whatever you think is done, it's over. Would I t- since they both play two separate positions, guess what? I'm taking them on my team though. I'm gonna have Jordan as my shooting guard, and I'm gonna have LeBron run small forward or the point forward because I know he's gonna get Jordan the ball. like he's gonna so yeah, but oh, and you guys want to talk about clutch, they're about the same. I didn't get that stat all the way out, but I just, I know they're, they're about the same. There's only a few, it's only a few extra things different. It's not that big of a deal. Like if you if you're talking about one or two points, it's not that huge. I'm telling you. So LeBron's the goat end of discussion. And if your friends want to argue you still that Jordan's the goat, tell them to come listen to an hour and a half podcast of how I break down everything. I'm out.
1: The Pigskin
0: Tales Podcast is all about the lesser-known pro football players. Yes, there are stories about the ones we know, like Brad Tarkenton and Harold Red Grange. But have you ever heard of Ernie Nevers? How about Dave Osborne or even Grady Alderman? These men created their own path to the NFL. How did they do it? Listen to the Pigskin Tales podcast. Now streaming on your favorite music platform. Go to pigskintales.com.
1: How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcasts. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcasts.